0: And my, and my mother's, father's, we can we need is all we need, it, is, it,
1: all we need Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is.
0: Hey, Boston, you are listening to Willie P. in the Village, LP 102.9 FM, coming to you on this wonderful day. I have two guests in my, in the Village, you know, I have two guests. One name is Kevin Smith, and the other one is Reginald Pittman. They are here to talk about Financial literacy. You know, your credit. How important is your credit? Credit scores, credit reports. They're going to talk all about that today. So let's start with Kevin. How are you? Introduce yourself.
2: Super. Kevin Smith, originally from Connecticut, Uh, uh, went to college, got a degree in economics, came out my very first position, was working at a bank, helping people, uh, underwriting, helping people get a loan, get a mortgage to purchase their house or what we call a collateral loan or construction loan. And that's where this, what we're going to discuss here this afternoon is where I got my foundation. From. and financial literacy.
0: Why were you, where were you when I wanted to buy a house? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even find you. Where okay, were you? Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> now, now I know who you are, right? <laughs> that's
2: important to know. And you want to make certain you know and you're prepared when you go into your bank that you know because we keep getting reports about how people of color keep getting turned down for a mortgage loan at a disproportionate rate.
0: Yeah, that, that is true. Reginald Pittman, tell us about you. Who are you?
1: Willie, thank you for having me. Um, again, my name is Reginald Pittman. I'm born and raised in Boston. Shout out to Boston. Uh, graduated from a state school here in Massachusetts. Uh, worked at various jobs, banking, insurance company, paralegal, and a few jobs on my own. Uh, had a catering business, uh, a few other things, uh, but I, my last- 10 years to 12 teaching. So uh, right now I teach on at a high school on the North Shore teaching financial literacy Uh and also business law. So we're here today sharing some of the information regarding financial literacy. I'm so excited.
0: Yes, I'm I'm excited to have you in the village. You know, it's always good. I'm always trying to pull talent into the village because I think it's important that we share this information. One love, right? One love sharing it. So tell us why credit is important.
1: I can start off and uh, then Kevin will jump in. Um, I view credit as like building a house. When you build a house, you have to have a strong foundation and credit is part of that foundation among other things, but certainly you have to have good credit nowadays. You have to have good credit to uh, get a good mortgage rate, to get a good credit card rate. Uh, in some cases, insurance will pull your credit score, credit report. Um, certainly trying to find a decent apartment, they'll pull your information as well. Sometimes cell phones and nowadays jobs are pulling Absolutely. your your, yeah. uh, your score and report. So uh, if for those reasons, Uh, You definitely need a good credit score and to find out what's on your credit report.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that about the the importance of having good credit in order to get a job. You're trying to get a job, move ahead, and now you almost get that job. They do a background check on your credit and you don't get the job because your credit is jacked up. (laughs) So you don't get the job. Okay, so that is so important, and people don't realize that. And it's so easy to get credit.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And and once you get the credit, sometimes here comes somebody else trying to give you some credit. And then somebody else trying to give you credit. And so some people (laughs) don't realize that they're on a treadmill. Yes. And they got to be
0: careful. Especially when you finish high school. They throw those credit cards at you going into college you get a credit card, you go crazy. Yeah,
2: when yeah. you first get the car co- I think now the laws with Dodd Frank have changed some of that. When you get to college, with trying to go after you to get to give you to give you the credit card, because people, oh, I got new money. Oh, wow, <laughs> five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, really? Yeah, oh, wow, this is easy. Well, yeah, it's easy, but you got to make those payments.
1: Yes, absolutely. Speaking and of you, jobs, okay. I, 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 I didn't mean to interject. I just want to tell you a quick story. When I was in Houston, a friend of mine got this job. And we were all teachers, uh, you know, making minimum money as a teacher. And so on he got this other job working security and doing financial stuff uh, making three times as much as uh, what he was making as a teacher along the rest of us. So they told him he got the job on Friday. We was congratulating them, um, uh, buying them dinner and all kind of stuff over the weekend. Monday morning rolled around uh, after they pulled his credit report, they analyzed it. They told him on Monday. That they had to rescind the order because of his, uh, file bankruptcy a few years before that. So oh. we know bankruptcy stays on your report for uh, about seven years, mm-hmm. and so unfortunately the job was rescinded. So. so he didn't
2: say, "Oh no, this is just you got the wrong so and so."
1: That would have been all right.
2: <laughs> no, a, okay, uh, go back and check that. That's not yeah, me. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't pull that. Huh? He couldn't pull it. No, he couldn't pull okay, it. <laughs> and and I think that's what people don't recognize. And then, like I said, when you get those credit cards, you don't want to be making the minimum payment that they suggest to you. Yes, you do. that'll mess you up, okay? And I am fortunate, even though I majored in economics, I'm sitting at the bank, uh, my first job, maybe a year in. I hadn't gotten any credit cards yet. And I'm overhearing the CEO's secretary. She was in the lunch, in the dining area, sitting a few tables over, you know, that book. A spook who sat by the door <laughs> okay so, and, and I'm listening and she was saying how the president said that you want to make certain you're paying your credit in full every month so I hadn't gotten my credit first credit card yet and that's what I've tried to do all these years I hasn't always happened but that's what I've tried to do maybe a dozen times in 40 years that I didn't yeah let's pay that thing off in full I said well She's giving me information. Yeah. She didn't know she was giving me information. Yeah. Okay. But I was listening and taking it in. And that's what I've suggested and advised people to do ever right. since.
0: And yeah. it's too bad that young kids don't heed to that because if you pay that credit card off, you lessen your interest.
2: Yeah, oh,
1: boy. And, those and interest, interest rates
0: can be crazy. Yeah, 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 So talk talk more about this credit report.
1: Okay. We can talk a little bit about the a uh, wonderful FICO score, and then we'll get into a little uh, credit report. Uh, okay. FICO score, that's what most lenders pay attention to. There are two scores, uh, Vantage and FICO. But nowadays, creditors pull approximately about 90% of information from your FICO score, which range from 300 to 850. Of course, the lower your credit score, the less likely you are to get a good rate on a credit card, a good rate on the mortgage. So you want to maintain a good credit score. And certainly once when you get it over 740, 760, you want to try to keep it up because that's when you're always um, get those good, good rates on credit cards and charge cards and all that good stuff. So you definitely want to keep it up. Uh, We'll talk a little bit later about uh, how to keep up a good credit score, but that's the range right now. FICO is ranging from 300 to 850. Certainly the closer you get to 800, you can pretty much call your own shots. I'll just touch.
2: go ahead. Okay, and what I was going to say, while it appears to be less, um, no, more precise today, you know, these numbers, a FICO score, you didn't have that when I first came out of college, well, at least not in Connecticut, and not at the bank that I worked in doing home mortgage loans. There was no FICO score. We got a credit report, but there was no score on it, and so you clearly had to read that report, and so there was some subjectivity, some kind of wiggle room, there's still wiggle room, and making a decision as to whether or not somebody can get a home loan. I know a lot of people don't believe it, but there, there can. You can push it to, well, oh no, I want that mortgage and I know that. That's what I'm saying. Knowledge. Knowledge. Is so important when you're going in there. You know, you ask, where was I? And the <laughs> knowledge background that you bring with you when you're going in to apply, uh, for credit is so important. And attaining, and that's why we want to financially educate our kids today. Right,
0: right. So, what else is important with the credit score? Okay, as far as uh, credit
1: score is, where to get it, um, you can get it from one of your credit cards. You can certainly pay one of these people to get it, but I would suggest to link up with one of your credit card providers, and if you sign up with their service, you can get a, uh, you can have an idea what your credit score is. But the main thing you want to try to get a credit report that has all your information on it because the three credit reporting agencies, they get the information from their lenders and then they have an algorithm and then that's how they come up with a credit score. Mm
0: -hmm. So a
1: credit report has all your information on it and you want to try to get a credit report report. At least once a year, you can go to annualcreditreport.com and you can get a free credit report once a year. But a good hack is you can get it every few months if you just get one particular credit reporting agency. For example, there's three major credit reporting agencies, um, Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. So you can pull all of them at once on AnnualCreditReport.com, or you can pull one. So therefore you can do one every few months. So you can get one Experian credit report in January. A few months later, you can go to annual credit report and pull Equifax. And then a few months later, you can pull TransUnion if you want. But if you're in the market for a house or some other huge purchase, it's probably a good idea to pull all three of them at once to check to make sure there are no errors. So that's a a good idea to kind of get a good idea where you stand before you walk in and and talk about a mortgage, talk about another big purchase. You you want to know where you stand. Right. But
0: But I heard that if you pull your credit, your score goes down. Is that true? uh, If you pull your no, if
1: you pull it, if someone else pulls pulls it, that's when it goes down. There's something called a hard check and a soft check. Okay. if a creditor does a hard check, your credit score will go down. If they do a soft check, so you always want to ask if someone pulls your credit, you always want to ask, are you doing a hard check or a soft check? For example, if you have a credit card and you want to get a higher limit, they'll do a soft check. But if I go into a an, uh, dealership and want to make a deal for a car, most likely they'll pull a hard check. Once when they pull a hard check, your credit score will go down. So I always tell people who, who come for me advice, I would say, don't go into a dealership and make a deal until you're ready to make a deal because your credit score will go down as soon as they do
0: a hard check. Wow. Wow, that's good to know. Now, can I just ask you, since we're
2: talking about this, I've actually, I've only pulled mine only one time. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can do it once a year for yeah, free. I, I know mm-hmm. you can do it once a year, every year, but I've only ever done it once. I, I know I got good credit. I'm not trying to <laughs> boast or brag. Okay, this is maybe some of that having worked at a bank from back in the day, and keeping in mind what that executive secretary of the CEO has said, and so I try to stay with that. So I've only picked it one time in my life, maybe about it was before the pandemic. Um. Now you mentioned something that I wasn't aware of. You mentioned about you can pull it multiple times. Now are you going to pay? Because I know you're entitled to one free one per year. So will you have to pay for the additional ones?
1: No. Once when you pull, go to annualcreditreport.com and you can pull one Experian. Per year, you can do one Equifax per year and one TransUnion per year. So you can spread them out? You can spread them out over over four to five months.
0: You're assuming that each one has the same information. Well, that's the thing. Okay,
1: go ahead. That's the reason why you want to pull... Each one, because sometimes one reports
0: one information and the other one may not. So
1: that's why you want to have as much information as possible before you walk in and and get a mortgage or some other huge purchase. You want to pull all three because one will miss one, another one will pick it up. So you always want to pull as much information about you as possible.
2: And I know when I was a loan officer, I used to make certain I told people, look them dead in the eye. Now, is there Anything that we should know before we do this? <laughs>
0: is there anything? So I don't have to have uh, any surprises, oh, right? That's
1: right.
2: And I don't want them to be kind of, oh, well, I didn't get the mortgage. Okay. Is there, please let me know. I need to write this down before I get that credit report because it could jeopardize you getting this mortgage. I need to know. And I think because I was so insistent, uh, people. Were much more revealing, so right. that I could get the information, so there right. wouldn't be those surprises and everything.
0: So, so we we're talking about credit report, and we're talking about um, credit scores. You're in the village with Willie P, and we are WBCALP one hundred two point nine FM, Boston Community Radio, and my guests in the studio are talking about financial literacy. They are educating you on your credit history, your credit scores, and how to look at information so that you're getting the right information on your credit history. Your scores are correct. And I, uh, Kevin, um, Kevin Smith and yes. Reginald Pittman are here. And I uh, thank you guys. Thank you. This is a lot of information that people can you so, what makes up your credit, your your credit score? Uh, can we talk about that?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, the credit score itself is broken down into five categories: um, payment history, credit utilization, length of credit, recent inquiries, and types of credit used, which is called a credit mix. And I'll break down the percentages. Uh, payment history history roughly accounts for thirty five percent of your FICO score. Credit utilization, roughly 30%, length of credit, 15 recent inquiries. We talked about the hard and soft check there and the types of credit, your credit mix. That makes up the other 10%. Uh, let me quickly touch on each one. Now, on payment history, if you do nothing else, you always want to pay your bills on time. That counts for 35% of your FICO score. You definitely want to pay your credit uh, your your bills on time. And a quick hack there, you can set up your uh, your bills with your your bank where they automatically pay the minimum. So you'll know the minimum will be taken care of. You always want to do that at least the minimum. Of course, you want to pay more than the minimum. You want to pay as much as you can. Hopefully you want to pay just about everything every month. So you don't want to have a whole lot carried over to the next month, but and set it up with your bank to have at least the minimum. So you'll know you'll have that. covered.
2: And let me just jump in here because Reg is saying pay on time. And in some instances, maybe the pay due date is the first. And maybe you got 10 days grace period or you have 15 days grace period. And some people wait till the very last day. Well, I got the grace period. I'm going to wait. And in some instances, they are mailing it. Okay, they're not going online or dropping it off their mail instead and now well what do you mean it's late? I paid it on such so at the end of the grace period is when they're paying it. And now they're spending all that time arguing about it, okay, instead of oh, well, why don't you pay on the first? Well, what do you mean, pay on the first? They they actually question it. I've talked with people over the years. Well, they gave me till they gave me ten days, they gave me fifteen days. Why should I pay on the first? <laughs> Try to pay it as close. That interest comes in
0: there yeah. you don't pay it on time. There you go. Or late charge. Late, or late charge.
1: Yep, absolutely. Okay.
0: And yep. late charge is heavy.
1: Yep, there's something called a reporting date and a date due. Um, later on, we'll get into that if we okay. have time toward the end. Okay. But just like uh, Kevin said, you want to pay a few days before. Because if you do it online, you still want to do it a couple yeah. of days. Certainly, if you mail it, you want to mail it. I would say about ten days before yeah, it to do. Yeah, because you never know. With this
0: mail you might need to do it twenty days. Before. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
1: There you go. So, um, so that accounts for thirty five percent your payment history. Thirty percent is something called credit utilization. That's the amount of credit you use on that credit card. For example, if you have a thousand dollar credit card, I'm using round numbers here. A thousand dollar credit card. If whatever percent you is is uh, used. It's called credit utilization. So if I use $333, I use 30%. I have 30% credit utilization. And that's ideal. You want to try to keep it under 30%. Ideally, you want to keep it under 10%. <laughs> yes. But certainly you don't want to go over 30%. So because that's when creditors start to look, hey, you're, you're using too much of your credit. So you don't know how to juggle money. So that accounts for 30%.
2: And then there are those who what they will do is, well, okay, I'm 25% on this credit card and 25% on this credit card and 25%
1: on that credit card. They think they're gaming the system.
0: Yes.
2: And they're getting themselves more in the
1: mix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful when you start to spread out your credit utilization. You can do that, but please just at the very minimum, you want to pay everything off on time as far as the payment due date. You want to try to pay your credit cards off, even if you have Ten credit cards. You want to do at least the minimum, at least the minimum, so you don't get in, so they won't report you to the credit reporting agencies. Uh, so that's credit utilization. You want to ideally keep it under thirty percent. Um, financial uh, planners they try to keep, they try to give you advice, to keep it under ten percent. So I do, I pay mine's all off. But if I ever get in trouble, I know I at very at the very worst, I do ten. I don't go over ten percent. Okay. And now there's something called the length of credit history Uh, that accounts for 50%. The longer you have your credit cards, the better. So whatever your first credit card, say if you're age, late 20s, 30s, 40s, and you got a credit card when you was just out of college, keep that credit card. Even if you don't use it as much, keep it because the longer you establish history, the better. That accounts for roughly 15%. And now there's uh, we talked about hard and soft check, uh checks, recent inquiries. They keep roughly two year uh, look on your, your, uh, your credit report. So if there's a hard check on your credit report, of course, that's going to take a dip. Uh, you don't want to do too many checks on your credit within a two year period. Cause that will certainly bring your, your credit score down. And lastly, the uh, something called credit mix that accounts for another 10%. So they like for you to uh, do it like a juggling act. One credit card and you keep, you keep that utilization low. You're only doing one that doesn't look as enticing as someone who has uh, two or three credit cards. They have a mortgage, they have a loan and they're doing, they're juggling. So you look more favorable than one person has a credit card who pays theirs on time. So you uh, if you have four or five things going and you're juggling them all, you're keeping the utilization rate. Your credit mix looks really good.
0: Mm. They they always say don't cancel your credit card. Is that true in that in that mix scenario? Recent, in, you know, the credit having more than one credit card. Yeah,
1: I only cancel credit cards if there's been a, a something wrong. Say if I'm extremely dissatisfied with that uh, with that agency. And um, I will cancel. But generally, I will not uh, cancel credit cards. I will maybe stop using them, but I won't cancel. Because you want to keep that history up. Right. But what about the store credit cards? Because I have very few store credit cards. Yeah, interest. uh, Sky high. Sky high. That's why I keep the store credit cards, um, the balance, very low. Never mind 10%. I keep it less than 2%. But I, I once in a while, once in a while I'll go to the store and charge a pair of socks. Once once every couple of months and I'll do a shirt every few months. I wanna keep it active because they wanna serve activity in the account, but I keep it very low because of the interest on those store credit cards they make more money off of interest than they do the actual purchase in the, in the store. Yeah. So definitely keep your uh, your credit cards, the store credit cards, extremely low, less than 1% or 2%. Mm. Of course, now
2: you have all these rewards that sometimes come with it if you use it, you know. And I know I'm not going to name the place <laughs> or whatever, but, okay, well, I've got a rewards, and I've got now they're running a sale. So, okay, let me go over there to buy. But I know I've got for me, I'm going to pay mine off in full the next month. I can't forget that I put something because I'm not putting something on that card every month. So it's not a routine right. type of payment for me, but it's something that I'm using for convenience. And right. also because I see it as an incentive or an inducement. OK, they come around. Oh, here's reward. OK, buy this. And yeah. then if it works, then I'll do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know we probably Are will be able to get through ways to improve your credit. Uh, are you still on the.
2: I, I just want to jump in here before you get to that about the okay. payday loan, right. okay? Because that's where people yes. h- sort of sadly haven't established or don't have a good track record with credit, and they're all credited out, even with their relatives. Okay, you know your mama won't give you any uh, any, <laughs> any any more money. You know your uncle won't give you any more money. Nobody will give you any more money. And so as a last resort, for some people, they go to these payday lenders
0: mm-hmm.
2: and who are more than happy generally to get your business. OK, and they claim they're providing you with a service card. Who else would you go to? <laughs> who else you going to go to? You. So come on. And then they charge these exorbitant. Kinds of rates, except in Massachusetts, there are supposed to be limits as to how much they can. Us- other those are called usury laws. Yeah, and you know there are places where you can pay two, three, four hundred percent for a loan,
1: which is outrageous. So payday loans are called payday loans. So hopefully, on your payday, you're supposed to go back and pay the loan. But they're they're praying that you don't, don't pay off. Of course, right. you got to go and renew the loan because it's only a one or two week contract. So when you don't. It off. They say, oh, no problem. Come back. Come back in next week or this week and renew the loans. Of course, you got to pay the fee, but they're hoping that it keeps going on and on and on. And they don't want you only paying a portion. They want you to pay the whole thing,
2: which, right. you, the, you know, the, that's how they catch you. And right. now you've got to renew it. You're forced right. to
0: renew it and everything. Right, right. right. But payday Absolutely. loans
1: are definitely the worst. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly should be your last resort. Kevin said, even if your mama don't. <laughs> but certainly, payday loans should be the last resort. I mean, you're just about to go hungry. You have absolutely no food in the fridge. The landlords
0: get ready to kick you out. Uh, <laughs> that be the last resort. Right? Last
1: resort. Please do not uh, work four or five jobs before you... <laughs> do a payday loan
2: Mm. come on baby just one more time
1: just one more time no 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 no. get
2: four or five jobs that's what you said before and before and before yeah
0: well I think we got one minute left let me just play this following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Well, I want to thank Kevin Smith and Reginald Pittman. You guys gotta come back. Oh, we will. We we are totally out of time. Oh, that's too bad. We, we had a few more things to share, but we I know, but you gotta come, come back, back. We're gonna share stuff. You gotta come back things. and do that. You know, in the village there's always information that you'll get to hear and I love sharing things with you. Definitely you gotta come back. To be continued. To be continued. You know, this is how we roll. We are WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston Community Radio. And you're in the village with Willie P. This is Wally Ali. It's Sunday morning. And until next time, you know how I go. You know what I say. Because it's good to help someone just because it's the right thing to do. It's good to honor someone that makes an impact in your life or the life of others. The village helps to redefine the things that treat you unkind. It takes a village to make a difference. Let the difference be with you. Until next time, see ya.